What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Cafe Con Santos. In this episode, I got a chance to talk with Ruth Lomeli Rodriguez from Jornadas. The show got a little lengthy, but I enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure you guys will enjoy it as well. So please get your coffee ready because this show is starting in three, two, one, go. Pues vamos a empezar en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo, del Espíritu Santo. Amen. Señor, uh, thank you for bringing uh, Ruth and I together to talk a little bit about St. Francis of Assisi. I ask that you join our conversation, send your Holy Spirit, so that we may bring up topics that are relevant to youth uh, in our current time. All this we ask in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome everybody to episode three of Café con Santos. Mm. Café con Santos is a little bit of different things. We pray daily rosaries on Facebook, and we also have this podcast where I interview some of my friends to talk a little bit about my journey in the Catholic faith, as well as some of the life of the saints. And today we have Ruth Lomeli Rodriguez. <laughs> She is... Uh, Graduate and alum from Eastern Michigan University, correct? Thank you, yes. Yes, she works for Ford, and she is also uh, one of the OGs of El Movimiento de Jornadas de Vida Cristiana, a.k.a. Jornadas. Mm -hmm. So, welcome, Ruth. Thank you for inviting me. So, before uh, we get started, I wanted to ask you the, the most important question. Of course. There's, there's only one correct answer to this. Do you like coffee? Oh, God, yes. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. So There. we've got two in a row. <laughs> Father Ryan likes coffee. Ruth likes coffee. Good, yeah. So like, Let's I... try to see how long we could go get that uh, streak going. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ruth, uh, one of the things that I feel some of our listeners might, know, might not know about Jornadas is that sometimes we have some very wise phrases that come straight from the heart. And one of those phrases is, oh, vamos a empezar con lo primero. We are going to start with the first thing. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning, the first thing, something like that. Something yeah, yeah, like right. that. <laughs> so, uh, Ruth, we're going to do uh, something we like to call ask blank. In this case, ask Ruth. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And you're going to have to answer as honestly as possible. Okay, as long as, yeah, I'm ready. As long as it's like, like not that quick rapid fire. Okay, I'll try to <laughs> slow like, it down. Uh, not no family feud type of deal and just say like the randomest of answers. <laughs> Blue, yellow, purple. <laughs> Green, up, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. If you could have a superpower, Ooh. what would it be? Oh my God! I know it was like you know it was like I've always heard these questions. It's usually like you know the flying, the you know the the strength and all this stuff. Honestly, it's going to be telekinesis. What was telekinesis? Telekinesis is the power to move in um, animate or inanimate jo uh, um, objects with your mind. Mm. And and for me, it's like boy if you knew how quickly i can clean a house like that <laughs> it was like but i'm not gonna limit just cleaning house or anything but it's just basically more like rebuilding construction everything that i can do with telekinesis obviously is going to be more for the good as long as you know 
I got a good healthy mind, a sane heart. <laughs> I mean, sane heart I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I would think, you know, telekinesis would be my thing. Nice. Yeah, so. Do you have a devotion to any saint? Uh, San Francisco de Assis would be the one that I can connect with or that I want to continue on connecting with the most as far as like all the saints. You don't know, not, every saint has its, you know, its past and its story and their history and everything that's powerful. But for me, it's going to be San Francisco de Assis. Are you a dog or a cat person? Both dog person oh uh, well i am because i got my you know my doggy greñas. <laughs> <laughs> but i am both I am what both. set of mysteries do you like the most when praying a rosary um illuminosos what is your favorite dessert tiramisu you think that was father ryan's as well <gasps> Padre, me está robando. You're stealing. <laughs> were you always catholic yes what is one thing that most people do not know about you? Um, well, let's see. I think the one, the one, the people that I've, I've been meeting more in my recent years, I guess you can say, like, let's say, um, because I lived the retreat of Jornadas back in, in, in 98, I would say the ones around the year 2000 and up, I think they have a harder time believing that I was really, really extremely shy, really quiet, reserved, and then I had uh, a lot of trouble as far as like expressing myself in front of you know people that I kind of like not know that well. Um, I would say, uh, and and so much panic came into me that I couldn't even speak nor English or Spanish. I really, and so people thought I didn't know one language or the other. So people now, that, you know, within these times, I think it's yes. I was extremely, extremely shy. Uh, if you were not, well, if you were not married, what type of work do you think you would be doing? So this question last time was, if you weren't a priest, what kind of work would you be doing? If you, you weren't working at Ford right now, what mm -hmm. what kind of stuff would you imagine you'd be doing? I would go into seriously go into like um, animation. Really, JoJo's Bizarre World. You're right. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll be uh, in Chapter Ten. You know, some weird name like you know the the bejanglings. You know, <laughs> and I get my own stand. Yes, and for those who knows JoJo's, yes, I'm gonna. I I've already pictured what my stand would be. <laughs> what song hypes you up? Oh my God! You know what it is. It depends on the mood, but I got several. I got um um. But you gotta pick one. Oh, I got one. Only one. It's going to be. It's not. I don't think it's cringe worthy. And it's not no, We're you know, like. Judge. Big, thank you. <laughs> it's going to be um, turned down for what? Turned down for what? Yeah, the other Okay. God, I love me. <laughs> the king of crunk. I oh, got, I love that man so much. <laughs> And then, <laughs> last question: If you could be the patron saint of something, what would it be? Ooh, it would be um. Number one, it would be for. Uh, how would you say this? Um, the def to defend. For those that can't defend themselves so i guess the compassion i don't want to say weak but the defenseless there you go um the shield of the defenseless okay 
Nice. So, thank you, Ruth, for this segment of Ask Ruth. Yay. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Past the first phase. <laughs> now, we're going to jump right into it, into the next part, which is the part after Vamos a empezar con lo primero. Okay. Vamos a empezar con lo <laughs> segundo. <laughs> Sigue la siguiente. <laughs> All right, Ruth. Well, uh, I would assume that the majority of the viewers, the listeners, do not know who you are at all. Mm. Uh, they don't know who, what they're missing out on. Ooh. Ruth is an amazing person. Thank but you. I'm just going to give you uh, some time to just share a little bit about your, your testimony. And I've heard parts of your testimony before, but yep. could you just... Uh, share a little bit about yourself, you know, uh, hear what you were raised, uh, your family, what brought you to Jornadas, perhaps, just, you know, okay. just a little bit about yourself. Uh, real quick, then, um, uh, my family, well, it's like I got, both my parents had already passed away, but on different, you know, uh, different circumstances. Um, but both of them, Pazescanse, they're from Michoacán. And I, you know, this, the running joke I've always said is just like I was made in Mexico, but I was produced over in Chicago. So I was born over in Chicago, but basically it was Detroit raised. Uh, my father worked for uh, Chrysler for many years and then he transferred or he went over to Ford. So my, you know, my life is always around uh, the automotive business, oddly enough, and to work, you know, indirectly with Ford too, it just comes full circle. But um, raised in Detroit, I still live in Detroit, you know. Uh, Southwest, it's like a lot of pride and everything. Um, went to high school over in Holy Redeemer. Went to Eastern Michigan uh, University. Um, had several jobs and all that stuff. But it's just you know going through life, right? And like how many people may say that I was going through the gigs and and um, you know it's like I found jornadas and it really helped me out as far as like um, my role in my family. I got um, brothers and sisters. Um, no kids on my own, but I do have nieces and nephews who I love dearly. And, um, what else? Um, so as, you know, not to go through my whole entire life story, but it's just basically, uh, not the most ideal childhood that I had and the adolescence also around that time. So around when I was in my late teens, early twenties, it's when my life started turning around. And so that's when I started to choose. I was like, you know what? I'm not happy with where I'm going at, and I'm not happy with myself. And around this time, you were uh, fresh out of college? Or, yeah. yeah, around, you know, like mid-college. Okay. I was still going to college and everything, and it's just that it was just going through the weird phase of, like, by then, uh, I had lost my father when I was 16, mm. right? And so such a, um, a delicate age, you know, because it, you're still, like, you know, young and dumb, and, you know, one is still young and dumb, even in their early 20s. I'm still very much young and dumb. <laughs> and some are, you know, you know, and sadly, there's our old and dumb, too. <laughs> but, but in my case, it was, you know, very much, very naive to the world. And then again, you know, because I was so extremely shy and the low self-esteem and all that stuff. And so, and how can I help my mom? Because with my mom, I'm the oldest child. So now you got this, you know, this fragile little thing who struggles talking to other people now has to be the voice of the whole family because my mom absolutely knew no English, mm. you know, having to help out my, then, you know, my younger sister, Andrea, and then the youngest brother, Juan Luis, and, you know, us growing, you know, a single mom, 
in Detroit with no English, and it's it, it really will say a huevo kind mm. of thing that's like that, or you know, you had to. <laughs> I had to, right? I was like, I know if you tra- if you translate in English, you know, buy eggs. You know? <laughs> May not make sense to you, but to us, <laughs> we get it. So you know, forcefully, it it was like it has to change. So it's just this struggle in which I want to be living this ideal, what I thought was an ideal life as far as like a, you know, a teenager, a young 20 year old. It's like, but at the same time, I'm being pulled of these other things. It's like, now I got to help out with the, you know, with my mom and all that stuff, but I want to be free of everything and live my own life. But it's just, it was like a constant struggle, you know, like, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, also the, um, not clashing, I don't want to say the right word, but it's just this, this, you know, cannot quite fit like the weird cog that doesn't quite fit on a machine when it comes to the two cultures. You know, my mom's from Mexico, so it's their mindset is the way she thought. And then me born in the U.S., grown up here, it's just weird. You know, certain things that I will never get or I cannot understand the Mexican side and the same thing, there's things that I can never understand the American side. Right. So it's just this weird kind of combobulated thing between me and my mom. So it was a lot of a lot of heated discussions between me and her. I want to help her. But at the same time, you got to help me out, too, because I'm not you type of deal. And anyway, so um, as time goes on, finding jobs and trying to, you know, see where I'm going to go with the career path, because I kind of knew I don't want to end up like what my mom was forced into with um, with the struggle with the, with the language for one. She was educated too. Don't get me wrong. She was educated, but what she studied over in Mexico couldn't apply here in the U.S. So I was like, no, my mindset is like, you know, married be damned. I, I really didn't care being, you know, with anybody, I guess. Marriage was the last thing on my mind. Truly, it was. And my focus was I need to get my studies and I need to get a career somehow before anything else. And so, if anything, that. I was maybe confused with other things in life, like, you know, what's my self-worth and all this. But that I at least knew, that I need to get my education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need my education. Like, no matter what. I was kind of a nerd, too. So, I was like, you know, didn't really have that many friends. So, I was like, what else can I do but study? study and draw and all this other stuff but again it's like even if I had my education and diploma and all that stuff there was still something in the back of my mind I was like it's not enough in my life it's truly not enough that's when around that time as my uh, education was coming to an end and I'm getting closer and all that stuff that's when Jornadas came in and so and and it opened up like you know what Eh, might as well try something out new my cousin Ramon he's the one that that convinced me hey why don't you come live the retreat with shout me? out to ramon ramon Alanis. <laughs> <laughs> thank you ramon so ramon told me he's like hey what you know we're gonna bring in jornadas from mexico this whole team and all this other stuff and you know come and join i was like mm, okay and so there was um different iglesias like redeemer saint hedwig's uh saint anne saint gabriel's uh, St. Michael's over at, um, or no, St. Vincent's over in Pontiac. I mean, different, uh, I'm not going to name all the iglesias because, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not going to remember all of them right now. 
but from different churches, like, hey, let's bring in some people. So they brought in un equipo or a team of like 15 and Padre Juan Mendoza. Well, oddly enough, he's also from Michoacán. Shout out to Michoacán. So, come on, man. <laughs> shout out so, to Michoacán. Shout out to Michoacán. So, you know, um, but he lives over allá in Tlalnepantla, um, este, Ciudad de México. So, um, Tlalnepantla allá in Mexico. So, they brought in the equipo, lived the retreat, and that was the first time it actually, it was something that opened up like a kick in the ass. Perdón por la palabra. Mm. You know, it was like, it was a kick in the butt that I need to change my outlook in life. I needed to. It was like, you know, somebody just bopped me upside the head. I was like, this is why you're not happy. And at this point, you're you're trying different things. Uh, a lot of uh, events going on in your life. Yeah. You, you just graduated? Or you yeah, that I was time. like, right. That, yeah. Yeah, that didn't completely. And, and so you kind of had an idea that there's something more to life. Yep. And, and kind of jornadas just kind of opened the door to, to that new world. Yes, yes. One, it was like, one, it was like, finally, I was learning how to, you know, find my own voice, for one. There was a lot of people that, you know, that didn't judge and everything with my struggle with the language. Um, for either, for both English and Spanish, because they knew that, um, at the, you know, the, the team at the time was like, they knew that I, I was, you know, uh, you know, suffering like from real low self-esteem and, you know, like I was saying earlier, so they didn't judge me. It's like, they, they, they were very patient with me. That's the one thing, man, one of the one things that I admired at, and then I, I found like fascinating looking back at it now, was just the patience that they had with me to let me grow at, <clears throat> at my own pace. You know, it's like not forcefully to speak, you know, how people would try to force you. Just say it, you know, be no. loose and all this other stuff. No, no, no. They were very patient and helped guide. And then you see like the different types of people and their own, you know, personal things, struggles, accomplishments, um, defects, talents, uh, this whole variety of types of people. And the one thing that we had in common was that the fact that we wanted to change ourselves for something better, you know, it was like something just either, either some there, you know, I'm not saying that everybody was like struggling and martyrs. No, 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 no. It was just like the wide variety of like their own personal things, but everybody was very respectful for this is what you're going through. I can help you out because of, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And so the little at the time, the very little I can give they they took it as like it's worth a lot so i saw the appreciation it's like you know me trying to be like a leader mm. you know even though i'm like at the, again at the time i didn't see that i was actually worth anything so yeah so. and so years later we're we're here and it's been like what 22 years since Ye- that that 1998 mm-hmm. about Maybe 22 years, yep. and Jornadas is still here. In fact, yeah. as you can see, shameless plug, we're wearing <laughs> our Jornada shirts right now. <laughs> and, and I didn't even, we didn't even call each other. It's like, hey, you're going to wear the shirt? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> we're, today, Saturday, Saturday is our forcación for Jornadas. Right. We got an event later today, but this was not scripted at all. <laughs> it was really the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. And, it's like, and then for the love of the black color, he was like, Oh God, I love the color black. And 
pencil. And I think, you know, you look good in dark colors, well, too. It's like, I mean, there's like a whole white. Right. <laughs> it's to make it pop. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it was it's been 98 and um, stayed with the team. It was, a you know, again, it was just a kick. It was something that I needed and it helped out. There was the, I came in with so little things to offer, but. The, the los frutos, uh, the benefits, and, and 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 the treasures, and and the whole surplus of good things came back tenfold. Mm. And then, so my family, we started becoming more. Is the when we you know again the struggle a little bit like you know every, yeah. all good families, but you I can tell. And then and, and my you know like my sister, and my brother told me it was like I can see it. It was like I see you're changing. Yeah, I, I can like, relate with that because. Uh, <laughs> I, I've shared a little bit about my experience with college and uh, the the path that I used to be on. And, I mean, I also lived the Jornadas Retreat. I lived it in 2016, so it's been oh, yeah. a little bit uh, over four years now. And uh, my I could tell that, you know, what my parents have told me, my mom has been like, uh, I've seen, you know, the, the difference in, in what your life has been compared to where you were at back then compared to now. <laughs> And I mean, we're all, you know, on a continuous uh, conversion throughout yeah. our life. But like compared to where I started four years ago, compared to where you started 20 years ago, where you were shy, too shy to speak in front of a crowd, couldn't speak the language. Now you're here doing a podcast yeah, right. in English <laughs> while talking about anime. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. man, <laughs> whatever rocks your boat <laughs> and it makes, um, you know, Jesus happy, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And then, you know, even to this day, though, it's not like it's going to stop. No, no. And I see it for myself and then, you know, still with my family that's, you know, ever growing and everything is it's always it's always like something continuous. Yeah. That's what I love with with the meaning of Jornadas is journey. Mm. It's going to gonna be an endless, infinite journey until the last day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. and uh, you guys could not probably tell, but Ruth is doing a very good job because she has only cussed about two or three times. <laughs> When I first met Ruth, oh every other sentence was ching and then and all these words. <laughs> she Boy. has been, I mean, and, and the, since I've met her, she's we. definitely improved. And she uh, she has been very uh, censored during this conversation. But in general, I, I've noticed a change in Ruth. Uh, she's a dope person. And uh, later on, we're going to continue this conversation. But I don't know if there's any 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 last words to to your testimony that you want to do yeah i want to say no 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 no, just no no it's like well now that's um uh, it's the herencia of my dad you know it's like and my mom too that they were like captains of of swearing but my mom and my dad if they're you know in heaven everything you know like a big soap in the bit don't you say that but <laughs> no, but uh, lasting words is just that um, I'm actually a very appreciative of the life that I, I was given. Uh, of course, there's going to be, you know, moments in which um, not the greatest of the happiest memories, but it makes it makes me appreciate more the good things that came over it. And so I can't wait for the, you know, the next cycle of life that is coming my way too. Mm. So um, Jornadas is going to be for like forever in my heart, along with, you know, the love that I have for my family and friends and and new friends and new family that's going to come into the future. I can't wait to see it. And so it's going to be, it's, it's an exciting thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So we're gonna cut right there to hear a little bit from our sponsor. So all right, welcome back everybody. Ruth just finished giving her testimony and uh talked a little bit about her uh experiences uh with jornadas and we're gonna go now into la tercera parte. Vamos a empezar con lo tercero. Okay. <laughs> so today, uh, the saint for today is actually uh, St. Francis of Assisi. I, I remember you said that what that's one of the saints that you kind of uh, have a, kind of like a devotion to, or yeah. at least ones that you kind of respect and right. an, an admiration. Yeah. An admiration. An admiration for. too. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to be sharing uh, a short biography of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, and this is uh, this bio is actually from franciscanmedia.org. They are my source for this bio. And like I said in my last podcast, please do not sue me for using your material. I am listing you guys as my source. Do not sue me. <laughs> All right. So St. Francis of Assisi's story. The patron saint of Italy, Francis of Assisi, was a poor little man who astounded and inspired the church by taking the gospel literally, not in a narrow fundamentalist sense, but by actually following all that Jesus said and did, joyfully, without limit and without a sense of self-importance. Serious illness brought the young Francis to see the emptiness of his frolicking life as a leader of Assisi's youth. Prayer, lengthy and difficult, led him to a self-emptying like that of Christ, climaxed by embracing a leper he met on the road. It symbolized his complete obedience to what he had heard in prayer. Francis, everything you have loved and desired in the flesh it is your duty to despise and hate, if you wish to know my will. And when you have begun this, all that now seems sweet and lovely to you will become intolerable and bitter. But all that you used to avoid will turn itself to great sweetness and exceeding joy. From the cross in the neglected field chapel of San Damiano, Christ told him, Francis, go out and build up my house, for it is nearly falling down. Francis became the totally poor and humble workman. He must have suspected a deeper meaning to build up my house, but he would have been content to be, for the rest of his life, the poor, nothing man actually putting brick on brick and abandoned chapels. He gave up all his possessions, piling even his clothes before his earthly father, who was demanding restitution for Francis' gifts to the poor, so that he would be totally free to say, Our Father in heaven. He was for a time considered to be a religious fanatic, begging from door to door when he could not get money for his work, evoking sadness or disgust to the hearts of his former friends, ridicule, ridicule from the unthinking. But genuineness with will tell, a few people 
began to realize that this man was actually trying to be Christian. He really believed what Jesus said, announce the kingdom, possess not gold or silver or copper in your purses, no traveling bag, no sandals, no staff. Francis's first rule for his followers was a collection of texts from the Gospels. He had no intention of founding an order, but once it began, he protected it and accepted all the legal structures needed to support it. His devotion and loyalty to the church were absolute and highly exemplary at a time when various movements or reforms tended to break the church's unity. Francis was torn between a life devoted entirely to prayer and a life of active preaching of the good news. He decided in favor of the latter, but always returned to solitude when he could. He wanted to be a missionary in Syria or in Africa, but was prevented by shipwreck and illness in both cases. He did try to convert the Sultan of Egypt during the Fifth Crusade. During the last years of his relatively short life, he died at 44. Francis was half blind and seriously ill. Two years before his death, he received the stigmata, the real and painful wounds of Christ in his hands, feet, and side. On his deathbed, Francis said over and over again the last addition to his canticle of the sun, Be praised, O Lord, for our sister death. He sang Psalm 141 and at the end asked his superior's permission to have his clothes removed when the last hour came in order that he could expire lying naked on the earth in imitation of his Lord. So that's Saint 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 Francis of Assisi, folks. One thing that I think about Saint Francis is about again how he abandoned the things of his world. Right. Um, the biography didn't didn't go into detail, but there was a point where he had just kind of had like a, an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started doing things that kind of seemed weird to his family and to his friends. Right. And so there was a, a, a point where uh, his father was like, what are you doing? You know, you can't be doing this stuff. Uh, but St. Francis was kind of like so committed to, to doing, to changing his life that when his father brought up that issue to, I think it was the the bishop of the of uh, Assisi, mm-hmm. I believe, he was like, you know, kind of telling the the bishop, you know, tell my son this is wrong or whatever. Right. But what Francis chose to do instead was he took off like a very nice clothes that he had that his father had given him or were pretty much you know belonging to him because he was taking care of him. Mm-hmm. What he did was he took it all off and was kind of like, in a way, naked in front yeah. of a large crowd. And he said, uh, in short, basically, he said, you are no longer my father. My father is God. Right. He didn't so th- say those exact words, but what he yeah. chose to say was uh, kind of like a rejection of his father in front of the town square or wherever mm-hmm. it was. 
and he said, um, the Our Father mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And uh, going back, like, if that was kind of like a, a slap in the face to us, like, imagine you telling your dad, <laughs> you are not my dad. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't live today. <laughs> Just put yourself right, right, in, yeah. in the, uh, what was this, like the 12, 1200, that, right, that period right, where mm-hmm. people are very formal, very traditional. Mm-hmm. So it, it must have been very, like, uh, Again, like a slap in the face. It's, almost, it's basically sacrilegious. Yeah. You know, the best word to say it, because it's like, if today in society, how it's so, you know, especially, you know, like, I don't want to say just limited only in the United States, but just in, in certain, you know, countries or certain is the regions, which is very materialistic. And to put your worth kind of thing, it's it's. It's all about the the money. It's all about the the views. It's all about popularity, the likes, the whatever, whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, you go against it. Like, nope, I don't need all that. And then they'll see you as weird. I can't only imagine. It was like now, because they're they're from a noble family. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There's royalty and all that stuff. If like if one of the royal families today. You know it, what? The, it, 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 it was a good example of it, that kind of. Like, yeah. Well, Prince Harry, is yeah, it? Yeah, Prince Harry just kind of, you know. Not to this down, extreme. Not to the extreme, but it stepped down from his entitlement. And it's like, wow. And, so, and, people, and it just became this scandal, you know, of like this guy. And he chose for, to live as a more normal life, more humble life as much as possible for the welfare of his family. You know, and then he got scrutinized, him and the wife, Meghan Markle. Mm. Yeah, that's her name. And it's just, and it's amazing. And so, and there's, you know, people that, you know, con, you know, condemned him and all this other stuff. And it just made this such a big deal. But, you know, you got to put in, put yourself in his shoes. You know, it's like, what am I gaining out of this type of deal? Now, you know, can't, can't compare exactly like yeah, San I mean, Francisco, but it, there's like the closest mm-hmm. modern version that we have like this very public size you know yeah. like how you know that was just you know then they had nothing to do with religion but yeah and i mean uh, i do want to say also that to us you know who have have been living out the faith something like what F- saint francis did might not seem so extreme because we kind of are all called to do something similar mm-hmm. uh but like for those who even i guess to me it's a little bit hard but right. let's just say you're you know nothing about the faith right and what you decide to do is you, you freely choose a life of poverty. Mm. Give up. Imagine, like, let's just be honest. Imagine the the tomorrow uh, God is like, all right, uh, I want you to make a change with your life. Like, oh, okay, cool. What do I got to <laughs> do? Uh, you know, Twitter, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. I uh, just kind of cut yeah. all of that out. Like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Uh, is that it? Oh, you, you think that's it? <laughs> uh, you, you know that really nice, comfortable bed? That you have, um, you're gonna be sleeping on the floor now. <laughs> oh, so I gotta give up yeah. my house? Yeah. Get oh man, that's that's tough. But that's it, right? Oh, and uh, you kind of have to be begging for food for the rest of your life. Yep. Like, who in their right mind <laughs> would be like, oh, I'm totally going to well, do that. Like, and I'll be the first. Yeah, and right and it's now. like, God is not telling us to no, do that. No, uh, no, by all know. means, no. But, you know, at, when, when uh, St. Francis experienced this, this was his uh, personal encounter with God and his personal story. You know, we all, God speaks to us in, in different ways. And there's some similarity to how God speaks to me uh, and Ruth and maybe you. But um, 
St. Francis had like a, a unique experience, right? Because um, he did he did live in a period where he had recently uh, gotten captured, I think, by, mm-hmm, yeah. by by some soldiers, and and so he he was kind of going through a, a difficult time in his life, and he also like you you said there was a point in your life when you realized there there has to be a change. He experienced that as well, but to him he was like, all right, I'm completely giving up what i had before mm-hmm. and only focusing on on god you're right and uh like i said we're all kind of in a way asked to do the same but this is kind of an extreme yeah. to some people to right. some people because right now there's still the uh the religious order that he helped start the the franciscans they also freely choose to live a life of uh, obedience and poverty, humble meaning, humbleness, you know, uh, but you know, to, to people, especially I would say us in the U S who are very materialistic, we'd be like, yo, that's crazy. But in a way they're, they're choosing to be poor, but they're receiving so much more because they're detaching themselves from all of these different things, like social media being one that kind of tie us down. I don't know if you've ever experienced like, well, St. Francis, what he experienced was big. But yeah. in your life, have you ever had like a, a moment where you felt God was telling you, all right, uh, I would like you to take or make a change in your life. Mm-hmm. And for you at the point was like, oh, you're asking too much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, actually, um, um, different moments. It, it happened like in different moments and it's certain things that I had to let go at different aspects of my life, right? And so I think it through other people, through um, retreats, even mass, or just every little, every everyday common things, there's like signs or something that that, um, illuminates that, you know, it's like, you know what? You got to let go of, in my case, and, and, you know, this is not for everybody. My case is like one of the things that I kept, you know, holding on to, which prevented me to, you know, be happier and feel like fulfilled or that fulfillment, right? was to let go of anger, uh, let go of, um, what do you call it, maybe even a certain degree, let go of pride, let go of um, uh, miedo. Um, fear. Fear, thank you. It's the, you know, let go of fear, let go of self-doubt. So it doesn't have necessarily mean I have to, you know, it's material things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that that that's preventing me to, um, could, you know, receive that change and all that stuff or wanting to change. It could be characteristics. That's why I admire a lot for San Francisco because it's not just material things. It's, it's a change of mentality too. to, to go from one day to the next. It's like you come from either, you know, from this hierarchy of this noble birth and to just completely, you know, scatter all the whole thing is completely out the window to live to something that, you know, by, begging or this humbleness it's not just letting go of everything you know physically there but mentally you have to let it go kind of thing so for me these moments happens you know like through my mom where she saw that i was like you can't live your life continuing like this like the way you know you saw things you know it's like you have to be open-minded and let god in a little bit more so again there's like these little moments like that those little talks with the parents talks with um friends that truly that are looking out for you um uh spiritual guides 
It's the, even in the Bible, uh, the retreats that I've lived, um, certain spiritual books, you know, you know, Catholic approved type of deal. It's like little signs. So it's not like this one big sign and all of a sudden God shun, you know, mm. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, the clouds open and, you know, the, the, the bright lights yeah. and, you know, very much like the Lion King, you know, like <laughs> so the sun is like none of, none of that <laughs> ever happened in my life. It's like little things out there that shows like those little guidance, those little tiny signs that, that kind of like was, you know what, this is what you got to do. So is, you know, you got to let go of certain things. And so that kind of was the reason why I admire him so much because, or I could, you know, identify is that, you know, it's like, I need to let go of all this, especially negativity. Mm-hmm. I'm very much um, like maybe most people's like, I am my worst, my own worst critic. Mm-hmm. Or I let I had let people you know label me the worst names out there, and I let it get to my heart. I really took it to heart. I took it to soul, and that's what I held on to. And so, it's one of those things. It's like these signs are out there, so you can't just let that continue on and weighing you down. Aside of you know material things, but then. Some of the signs that, or some of the things that, that because I was holding on to those negative, that negativity, that's when I started starting with things that may not be good for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, I might've been replacing it with, um, oh, you know, like material things. Like, I guess at the time it would be more just like video games. I'm not saying video games are bad or anything, but mm-hmm. I just needed to escape yeah. kind of deal or watching a lot of tv then all of a sudden here comes you know like hanging out with the wrong crowd um experimenting with like certain um vices that you know i shouldn't be doing like you know thank god that i didn't go down that path because easily i could have done the way my life started out with easily i could have gone down way way worse than you know what i went through but i can see you know why some people are go down that way Mm -hmm. you know and um so that it, luckily it was just only character. Well, I can't say luckily it was just characteristic, but those are like the, the hardest thing to let go because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's pretty much ingrained, you know, who you are or yeah. who I was type of deal. But yeah, it's, it's, it's learning how to let go of all those type of deals and not look for things to replace it. Mm. False yeah. idealism, false happiness, false that, that only will make you happy for this little while. And then once it's gone, that's it. It's done. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I I also want to share uh, one of the quotes. There's there's a lot of quotes by Saint yeah. Francis, but I I want to uh, share this one, which is start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. And so I, I'm pretty sure that even though to us looking from the outside, what Saint Francis did looked like an extreme. Mm. I'm sure. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm sure he he it, it was like a, a series of things that led up to that moment. Right. He he didn't just wake up one day and say, OK, I'm, I'm going to completely change my life. I'm sure there were like little things day by day that he chose to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in a way, um, I, I hear this a lot, you know, doing something like. um like saving someone or, or stuff that a lot of saints are, are known for. For example, Maximilian Kolbe, uh, when he chose to give himself uh, and save another person, like those big moments, 
required a lot of yes moments, a, li- a lot mm-hmm. of little moments that built up to that big yes. And in in uh, in our own vocations, you know, uh, we're all also called to to y- say yes to God in small little ways. That way, when when something big, like uh, something I don't know, difficult in life comes, mm-hmm. it's not like God is asking you to do something that He doesn't know you're, you're prepared to do. And, and I really like that quote because it, it's kind of like step by step. You know, you do something small. That, that little small action leads to bigger actions. And in the end, you d- you start doing things that, that seem like in the past very difficult to do. Right. And I want to use that quote as, as a segue to talk, start talking a little bit uh, about uh, jornadas. And, and we've been talking a little bit about it. Uh, but could you just uh, tell us what is jornadas? How did it start? Like, what, what's it about? Without going into details about yeah. the retreat itself, but right. you know, overall, what what is Hornadas? Well, generally, it's um, well, it started in in Detroit in '98, but it really was funded back like in the early '60s in Spain, and it migrated over to uh, Mexico, so it's very worldwide. But um, not to go into the history because it's it's a long, long history, and that, you know, that's a show in itself <laughs> for that alone. But part two coming soon. The <laughs> <laughs> The, it's it's basically it's it's a cycle. So first, it's like uh, to initiate yourself to be a become a jornalero is, is to live a retreat. So the retreat it doesn't end there, but the retreat itself it's basically more like a guidance, a step by step on finding what's out there, kind of deal. That's like again, I you know I'm not going to give any secrets away because it's going to ruin the experience for future jornaleros. But, you know, it just comes and it, it's sort of like a guidance, you know, and, you know, it starts with you and it ends with this big question at the very end and almost a self-discovery of like why you're here in earth, you know, who are you and what do you want, you know, kind of thing. And um, um, what do you call it? And so it's something that that you're going to hear this a lot is vive tu momento is that you have to live at the moment. So luckily this retreat, like many retreats, but this retreat um, in particular, it's very, uh, the, the closest word I can, can say is going to be very egotistical because now everything is going to be focused around you. So it gives you a moment of pause in life to like, you know, close yourself off, get rid of everything, like anything that's going to distract you and makes you reflect. So it's very personal. Very personal. It's one-on-one, you with God and you with your friends, your kind of thing, but to help each other, but it's you. You know, it's going to be focused on you. So it, it makes you, it, it could challenge you actually, but it makes you think, you know, what have you done before jornadas, before that moment that you, you know, decided to live the retreat and it's going to make you think about what am I going to do afterwards? You know, that's that's the goal, you know. Um, so hopefully everybody that has lived jornadas at least, you know, takes that into heart. You know, we're not asking to become a saint, you know, one day to the next, which is it's impossible to ask. Well, actually, it may happen. Uh, you never know. Possible Anything is God, possible. But, but it didn't happen with me. Uh, <laughs> Nor I. It took me, I mean, it's been four years since I lived Jornadas. And even to this day, I'm still learning. So right. growing. It's been over 20-something years. For you. We're all <laughs> still, still growing. growing. Right. So, again, you know, because of the word Jornadas, it's a continuous journey. So it's going to be continuous, you know, your personal growth. Mm. And then it's sort of, you know, it helps you if you take it, you know, everything you know, step by step and living it outside of the retreat 
you're going to see changes. It's going to may, you know, be difficult for some more than others type of deal, but it's your own personal thing, mm-hmm. right? So, but it, it it's in a continuous um, uh, journey. So after the retreat, then comes La Escuela, which is kind of like a school, which is, um, you know, that you continue on learning your your um, compromiso, your promise that you make, your your... Your commitment to the group. Thank you. Your commitment to the group and to the group, but your commitment with the church. Yeah. Kind of thing. Not the physical aspect, but the church worldwide type of deal. Catholicism, mm-hmm. essentially. So it's it's always this continuum. So the Escuela de Jornadas or the school is, um, you know, divided in such a way that it, it makes sure it touches base everything, in, you know, in your aspects of life from, you know, very human, uh, very human to very, very much high spiritual. It's a good balance mm-hmm. to you know because we're dealing with like all types of people, yeah. all types of aspects yeah. of life. And mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that I appreciated about her jornadas, uh, because you know before I lived this jornadas retreat, uh, I had never I had heard of retreats of, of Christian retreats, right. and I was like, no, nah, that that stuff <laughs> is for Christians. You know, it's it's dumb. All they're gonna do is talk about Jesus. It's gonna be kumbaya, and I'm like that's that's not right. for me at all. Right, right. Same. But same. You know, when I lived it, I was like, holy moly! Why did I take so long to? Because <laughs> right. my aunt, mi tia Mari, if you're listening yeah. to this, she Hola, invited Mari. me, I think like three or four times yeah. to this retreat, four different years, and yeah. every single year I said no. No. <laughs> My brother, (laughs) Juan, if you're watching this, you better thank me (laughs) with 10, you know, 10 times the amount you owe me (laughs) because the same thing with him. Same thing with him. And so, yeah, what what I really appreciated was that it's like the the way I've explained it to to people who are also in Jornadas uh, is like, it's like a... It teaches people about Catholicism, right. but it does it in a way that's very like, I don't know if hood or or, or <laughs> como compas and, and like right. between amongst friends. Like you don't have to be like this super mm. knowledgeable person that knows everything about life. You could be a, a drug addict. You could be X, Y, and Z. The the point is that there's like a wide range of people who come together to live mm-hmm. this retreat, and we're all on the journey together, right. trying to uh, live out this this call that we learned in the retreat. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, I guess what I liked about it was that it wasn't too, um, like, like you said, they, they worked with you where you were at at your life. Yeah. Whereas some other places would have been like, all right, we're going to read 10 chapters of the Bible and you you have to do this, this and that. And then you have to, Whereas in Jornadas, it was just much like, nah, no te preocupes. You know, don't worry if you didn't do this. Now we weren't super lenient about it. Although sometimes we we are slackers, not going to lie, <laughs> but we do right. it in a way that it's fun, that it's engaging, where mm-hmm. you enjoy going Saturday after Saturday after Saturday. Because, yeah. I mean, it's been for you well over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And today you're choosing to go to session. Now, there right. there's uh, reasons to right. why. Under certain circumstances, I'm still, you know, helping now, but I'm not. Because I think something we left out is that this is for young adults who uh, are not married and do not have kids. And the the reason isn't because, you know, we're exclusive, you know, it's really because uh, young adults have a certain way of life that is very different to some to someone who is married 
who has like different responsibilities. Right. Hence, that's why I said it's like if the retreat is involved around you. Mm-hmm. So someone that's already, you know, in, in um, either living with someone, you know, uh, Union Libre or married or with kids and everything, it, it, the focus now is not on them. They can't. They can't do it anymore because now their their mindset is much more broad. Because, again, like you said, the response now, you're not just you. It's you and your pareja or you and your kids type mm-hmm. of deal. So, yes, yeah, so young adults, not in, you know, not married, without children, so they can focus on themselves first and foremost. So, but I'm just, you know, on the outside, sort of like a guidance type of deal, yeah. like a guidance culture, yeah. essentially. So we, we have our spiritual director, our spiritual yep. guide, which is right now Father Ryan. Hey. And then we also have people who have a little bit more experience with uh, the movement, with jornadas, how things go, how things have gone, the history, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of guide us uh, wherever we're at right now. And and so Ruth has has been helping us uh, through through these past couple of years. We're very thankful for her. Um, but I guess I, I also wanted to jump into a different question. Okay. So you've, you've been with Jornadas for uh, a while, you know. Right. Have you, like, throughout the years witnessed any miracles in Jornadas, whether that be transformations or healings or, or just, you know, changes in the way people live their lives? Well, okay, yes. But not like, you know, what what one may consider as miracles is like all of a sudden you raise the dead. None of that stuff. It's just basically more raising of like a, a dead soul that you see the change. Oh, I've seen the change. And I'm like, I can't throw any names out there mm-hmm, because yeah. it's not my, you know, my place to say. But for me and and or other people, what we witnessed is uh, we've seen people in which they've led a very difficult life. You know, one and you know, a couple of people that I known that has even lived on the streets and everything, and they they came to to the United, you know, to the U.S. with absolutely nothing, or um, they got kicked out of their house, they got kicked out of the country essentially, and again, you know, with absolutely nothing, and they're just downtrodden, and just the change and the um, the the hope to see that they actually had hope in their eyes. You know, and that's to me, it's, you know, a huge miracle. That that is definitely a miracle, um, you know, because I, I consider like and I don't say this to sound arrogant. I, I consider myself a miracle, mm-hmm. a, a product of, of the fruits of the hard work that uh, Los Jornaleros did, that you did, um, because before Jornadas, I I'll share a little bit more about my testimony later on. But I was on the verge of taking my own life. Uh, I was in a very dark place uh, mentally. Uh, spiritually so when when i finally got to live the jornadas retreat it like transformed my life it gave me purpose and i i i think that that's another thing that i appreciate about it that there's a group of people that are dedicating uh, their time they're they're praying for you they're they're working Mm -hmm. so hard so that you can also have an encounter with christ and so i I just want to say thank you Ruth, for (laughs) everything that you've done um for for the movimiento because you know I'm I, like you 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 know a couple of people who mm. have have those miracles have happened I have seen uh, without naming people I have also seen those those miracles as well and that kind of like it, it it motivates me because you know when when we start the retreat and we see all these people you know yeah. with all these different backgrounds and yeah. and the joy that we get to see in their faces when oh God, yes. they get to experience that yep. love of God. It's yeah. like 
this is why I'm here, you know? Yeah. Nothing, no amount of money, no kind of like uh, material things yeah. is compared to this. And bringing it back to St. Francis of Assisi, yeah. I think that it, it sounds crazy what it did. But if you know who Christ is, it doesn't seem impossible. In right. fact, we would probably want to follow in his steps. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because if um, Jornada said it, it offers that, you know, the possibilities of like you, you know, it gives you guidance. It doesn't force it on you. It's like it's it's on you. Take it or leave it type yep. of deal. And then if you do take it, hey, you know, gung-ho and everything. And so, um to to see that you know you don't have to be pretty much like living in a way like you know to the extremists mm-hmm. you don't have to let go every little thing out there just let go enough that's preventing you to become much more powerful spiritually speaking you know and then you see like you know el camino de dios is like you know the way you know to to use and be friends with jesus and to you know see um God as your father and all this other stuff and to, you know, use Mary as, you know, as an apostle, as a, you know, a prototype of how to be, you know, the best disciple there is type and of as our, as our mother. Hey. Same Again. Right. But to um to no I lost my train of thought. <laughs> like, but, oh yeah yeah to to you know to use to see that that's an actual option out there mm-hmm. you know and it, it's needed more now than never kind yeah. of deal and so um for me and again not against anybody that's like this or not that's very you know charismatico very yeah. charismatic and and you know the singing oh, and all Lord this Jesus burn, praise you know, your name. Like, Hallelujah. <laughs> and I, again, that's if it helps them to become a better human being. If and that's their path towards sainthood, that's them. That's but. good for them and all this other stuff. And they're not causing any harm to anybody else. You know, more power to you. But I, I can't go down that path. You know, I was like, I've done other retreats in which it was kind of like that. And it just couldn't get me. I was like, nah, I can't do nothing. You know, the you know, the, all this other stuff. And it's like, I, I it's not me. Type of deal. And so when Cornelius came in, then just like how you said it, they'd speak to you like very compas and all that stuff. Shoot. You know, Father <laughs> Juan came up and started swearing at me. And I was like, you, you know, bleepity bleep. And I was like, how can you, you know, kind of, but that was, you know. Hey, between, but you're a priest. Oh you God. can't be saying words <laughs> like that. <laughs> all this stuff. And then he was talking to me like, you know, just like, hey, you know. Person to person. Person to person. He, you know, very humble and all this other stuff. And that's what connected me with the most. And then we're talking about people that are, you know, the people that came in from Mexico. It was like the, you know, creme de la creme. They brought in the best of the best. But I also did un retiro or I did a retreat over in Mexico. And then again, it's just like the retreat they do in, in you know, here in Detroit was everybody that's giving the retreat, that's serving the retreat was a variety of all walks of life from a person that was um that was a drug user and a um uh drug seller to somebody that was actually a um what do you call it a doctor and they're all on the same team you know and is and the ones that were living the retreat was from again somebody that was pretty much uh what do you call it was off the streets type of deal and struggling to you know to to make a li- to make a living and everything to somebody that was actually studying uh to be you know uh, what do you call it in um 
unas, este, well, he had a very, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to skip, I can't remember his uh, carrera, I just can't think of what the, the name of the title, but it's uh, it's up there with like, uh, with NASA, but down, I can't think of the title of the, of the working, uh, not astrologo, um, ah, forgive me, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> to the guy I know, este, allá de allá en Ciudad de México, perdóname, <laughs> I know you know you what I'm talking You did a very about. important job, we just can't think of the name right I now. I know, I can't think of what your job title is, <laughs> but it has to do with um, the studying of, um, of space. Whatever that astronomer is, it a st astronomer? I don't know. I don't know. Point is, he he does stuff with space. See, right, space guy. <laughs> <laughs> so with from the guy that's pretty much begging off the streets to space guy, <laughs> there's like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Buzzo. <laughs> but yeah, so but oh, and there was a few that were actual dentists. There was uh, business owners. There was um um actual nurses. You know that studied to be all that. And there was people that, um, restaurant owners, um, um, uh, what do you call Large, it? Just a variety, variety of everything, everything that was living the retreat and everybody, even though there's like the different, uh, I guess the best word is a hierarchy mm -hmm. of job titles yeah. is like, it doesn't matter. They were all the same. They were all the same. No one is better than anybody else kind of thing. And so to see that all in one together that everybody, you know, has their own thing. And that each and every one, no matter where they're coming from, they were ready to give up something to actually walk the path of what God is trying to tell them. Okay, you may be the most, you know, you may be space guy, but it's like, it's still not enough, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, I know you're struggling, you know, you know, begging for food for a moment, but we're, I'm still asking you for some more kind of thing. You know, there's more to it out there than just you know, certain things that you're doing right now. Yeah. And so I think uh, we're approaching, I think we're past an hour now. Uh, oh. We could we could go talking forever, yeah. Yeah. but I, I want to be conscious or be just with the viewers, you know. I don't want to bore them. Not that you're boring. I'm not boring. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say <laughs> Thanks, man. is that I want to finish off <laughs> con right. lo último. Terminar con lo último. <laughs> Y no terminar con lo primero. Porque ya empezamos con el primero, hay que terminar con el último. So, I just want to share this last quote from um, St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, so, th this is like when when he had uh, been in, in a, an abandoned church and he saw like a un crucifijo on the oh, wall. Yeah. And uh, he, he this was around the time when he started kind of learning about God and hearing his voice and his call. And he heard a call that said to him, Uh, a few things, but it, it, the close to the end of that sentence was, "Go repair my house, which you, as you see, is falling completely to ruin." So, viewers, listeners, I want you to to hear that that call from Christ as well. Go repair his house. You you could see the that where we are, are at at the church with, you know, everything that from scandals to to people not believing in the Eucharist. There's plenty of bad stuff out there, but let's let's focus on on what we could do, not on what we can't do. Let's focus on hearing that call where Jesus is calling you and saying, "Hey, I need you as an individual. I, I don't need you um, to be like every other person. I'm calling you individually. I care about you as a person, and you are uh, have a job that only you can complete." And uh, with that being said, Ruth. Uh, is there any any last words or any last thoughts that you want to share? 
Um, just to end it with, um, or um, from from me, is to end it with, you know, there is still room to always to be better. And so it's just an invitation to become a better human being, no matter what um, what religion you believe in. But, you know, from a Catholic point of view, it's just like we're inviting you to become a better person no matter what. That um, God or whoever, you know, you're praying to, but God in specific from my point, you know, from my end and everything as a Catholic, is God has put you here for a purpose. And it's on you to find that purpose. And if you want to become, you know, more happy in your life is to actually find a way to make you happy and not look for the things that's going to give you those short little spurts of happiness, but it's only causing more harm. And we, you know, you know what it is, you know, whatever kind of vice or materialism or certain characteristics or being with the wrong people, they are not fulfilling because if they were fulfilling, you would not have like these downward spirals of forever down, you know, of depression or sadness or fear or anger and everything and just little living those little tiny moments of happiness that's not it so what we're looking into what jornadas is focusing is um to be this leader in your life a leader in your family a leader in society a leader in church and it gives you this option to like if you want to know how to become this leader and if you want to know what your purpose is is live the retreat and if it's not this retreat, a different retreat, and be more involved with the church because the church is actually youthful, active, fun. May not be, you know, 100% fun all the time because it does require responsibility and work, certain sacrifices and everything. But what good things doesn't mm-hmm. involve all that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what me is like I'm hoping and praying for everybody is to become this great human being that you're potentially you can be you know to become and become a saint yourself may not be we're not you know god's not asking for extreme but the little things count one small thing can mean a great big world for somebody else and so the little things picking up the trash treating animals with respect treating children the elderly with respect again being a shield for the defenseless kind of and, thing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ruth. I think there's there's some things in this podcast that we've said that kind of, if it feels like we we left out some key things uh, or, or we said things that might not have clicked, but that's only because there's things in the retreat that uh, we can't really explain here. Right. So uh, if I would like advise or I'd recommend that if, if you do choose to live the Jornadas retreat when, mm-hmm. when we finally have the retreat, right. uh, I would uh, suggest that you uh, look back at this podcast to hear what we said. And a lot of things will, will click. It'll make more right. sense. Because even even with, with some phrases that, that Ruth was saying, it was like, if, if you put it out of context, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Yep. What do you mean being a better person? What do you mean... All these other stuff. Right. There's a reason why it doesn't make sense. And unfortunately, in this podcast, we're we're closing it with a teaser or we're only giving you a, a little bit to kind of like encourage you to go live the retreat and, mm-hmm. and see exactly what we're talking about. Right. So, again, thank you, Ruth, for, for coming to 
jornadas. Um, there's, uh, for the people that don't know jornadas, there's a variety of phrases that we have. Uh, <laughs> Many. Las chicas alfas is one, or un fuerte aplauso. There's, right. there's a lot of things vive in tu jornadas, but vive tu momento. Solo. Uh, solo. <laughs> one of my more, most recent ones is right. uh, soy ciudadano. <laughs> so <like> if, <laughs> or that in the, one uh, cookie? Want a cookie? Want a so, cookie? like these little insiders, <laughs> yes. there are insiders in jornadas that tienes que vivir tu momento. Yes. And so, Ruth, <laughs> I like closing off these shows with first you closing off or my guest closing off with prayer and then both of us saying pray the rosary. So, you could close us off in prayer and then I'll say pray the rosary. You'll say pray the rosary and together we'll say pray the rosary. Sound good? Pray the rosary, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. Yep. Okay, let me see if I can remember. Right. <laughs> I was like, forgive me if I if I, if I make a mistake. My bad. <laughs> Type of deal. Okay, um, so, uh, yeah, la oración. Okay. Better leave. Um, God, I would like to give thanks for letting me um, express myself and giving me another day of life. Um, thank you for bringing uh, Ricardo in my life also. Um, I want to thank you for the family that you have given me, all the friends that you have um, bestowed upon me. Um, I want to thank and um, for everybody that has come into my life to actually make me a better person and to always continue on um, either challenging me or in, um, rewarding me in, in life and everything. I would pray for everybody that's listening and for actually for those also that has not that hasn't had a chance to listen to the, either to this podcast or anything you know that has to do related with the church cuz i know that you are asking for the people to become more united um i can see it that in every day that people are asking for strength and asking especially in these um trial times unpresidential as i can say it that we need more we need more love we need more faith i can see that we we are asking for much more in life but it's up to us to start and with your guidance i'm asking and praying that that you will continue on helping us in a way to continue on giving signs to everybody that they can see that they can choose a good life and they can choose be themselves yet better i pray for all those that cannot help themselves i pray for all the um for the children and the, and the future children that we're going to have and i pray for um for this country thank you for everything amen mm -hmm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, thank you, Ruth. This was episode three of Café con Santos. It was a lengthy one, but I don't mind at all. And I hope our listeners slash viewers appreciate it as well. So I hope that you enjoy the rest of the day, whether you hear this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you, you listen to it. I hope you have a great day. But please, please, please always remember... Pray the rosary. Pray the rosary. Pray, Pray the, the rosary. rosary. Hey. hey, I got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Father Ryan, uh, you messed up, but she got it right. Ha-ha. Oh. <laughs> 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 Peace. Hell. <laughs>